Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Transform Podcast. If this is your first time here, thank you so much for joining me. For those of you that are longtime listeners, you know that I have been on a bit of a hiatus. I've been really focusing on my clients and my workshops, and that's where all my time has been going to. That and uh, free masterclasses, which you can find a link to those in the show notes. For those of you that are new to the pod, my name is Stephanie Zeller and I'm your host. The purpose of this podcast is to first and foremost, empower you, empower you to be everything you want to be in the world, to make those big changes that you're afraid to make, and also to give you tools for transformation, which will hopefully facilitate a more accelerated transformation for you. Today on the episode, I share a little bit about a personal, really deep, deep shift that I've been undergoing. The interesting thing is I recorded this a couple weeks ago and I anticipated being able to edit it and get it right out to you. However, life had other plans for me and last week was a hell of a week. Oh my God, one of the most exhausting, traumatizing weeks that I've had in several years. So keep that in mind as you're listening to this episode that this episode when I recorded it was on the back of two to three really deep, deeply transformative weeks. And then it has only continued (laughs) as, as it does. So I am riding the waves. Sometimes that's what you have to do. Um, I mean, that's actually the best way to shift to to move through these shifts is to just ride the waves and not to resist anything. And that's what I'm doing. So I'll probably do a follow up episode or two about what happened to me last week and what just continues to evolve and unfold. You guys, I'm here to support you. So, you know, whether that be in just the form of this podcast or through my Instagram account or through my emails that go out to those of you who have subscribed or through a deeper, more profound way of coaching and workshops, I'm here to serve. So if you ever feel like reaching out to me, if you feel like you could use some extra help, some extra guidance, some extra tools in your life and certain facets, please, please, please reach out to me. Again, here to serve you. I can't wait to connect with you. The other thing I'll just say is, you know, reviews make me feel really good. And I like to feel good. I really, really, really do. Reviews and ratings for this podcast also help the algorithm, help me to scale, help me to reach more people like you. But if I'm being honest, they also just really make me feel good. So if you like this episode and you want to make me feel good, which if you do, thank you, you can check out how to leave a review in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. I hope this episode is a transformative, enlightening, entertaining one for you. Without further ado, please enjoy this episode of Transform. Hi, everyone. Today, I want to talk about what to do when you don't know what to do. What to do When you don't know what to do, there's kind of nothing as draining as being in a situation where you don't know what to do. Because our minds, our overthinking minds, feel safe when we have clarity. 
Clarity equals safety. Our nervous system settles down. We feel grounded. We feel stable when we have clarity. But what happens when you're in a situation where, let's say you come up against what I might call a dead end, where maybe something has worked like it has for a really long time and suddenly it doesn't work anymore. Or perhaps maybe you're starting to see that something that you thought was working isn't actually working like you thought that it was. Or perhaps you knew deep down it wasn't working and it's just getting to the point now where you're realizing you need to do something about it. You can go on like you've been going on no longer. Or perhaps there's been a shift or a change in you or in your life internally or externally. Perhaps the external situation has shifted, the winds have changed, and it's creating a moment in time where you're suddenly filled with a sense of confusion, knowing that change is required, but not knowing in which direction you should head in. Because I've gone through so many different transformations in my life, and if you don't know what transformations I'm alluding to, if you just listen to episode one, I mentioned some there, you know, a dozen different surgeries moving, I don't know, half a dozen times more than that, probably being in multiple relationships, two marriages, two divorces, being in a lot of different jobs, working in a lot of different locations, having a lot of different mentors, doing a lot of different schooling, having a lot of different friendships turn over, going through a lot of personal transformation and evolution. I mean, hell, I have a podcast called Transform. So obviously my life has been filled with all sorts of different kinds of transformation. What happens in any type of transformation is something ends and then something begins. When something ends, we notice the ending. We feel it. Sometimes we feel it approaching. The more in tune you become to the process of transformation, the more in tune you become to the feeling that you get when an end is approaching. And then when the end approaches, there's a disorientation that occurs. Something isn't right anymore. You feel like you do need to go into a new direction. Now, when you're At the crossroads, when you're at the ending of something, you could get stuck there for years. When people say they're stuck, more often than not, they're stuck at an ending of something. The way to not stay stuck is to identify in which direction you should be pivoting. But the problem is, When you're not super aware of the process of transformation, how it occurs, how you feel, what happens when you don't have context, when you don't have your bearings, because you don't have context as to what's happening, it's really difficult to see what's happening and then make your next decision. So, you know, I just had this masterclass and it's still available, but this masterclass is about how to drop anxiety, how to find confidence and how to get unstuck. And in the day and age of COVID with so many changes happening personally and externally for everybody, change is required. And what happens is when we are confused about the situation we are in, when we have trouble identifying what it is that we need to change, when 
we don't realize that that is actually what's happening. When we come up to a dead end, when we've tried things over and over and over again, when we have a pattern that keeps repeating all of these things, we can start feeling stuck in something. And then we don't know how to move forward. I mean, the word stuck describes it all, doesn't it? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know my way forward. The biggest mistake you can make in this situation is to do nothing. Doing absolutely nothing is the biggest mistake that you can make. And like I said, you can get stuck there for years. You can get stuck in being stuck for years. But what I tell my clients and what I will tell you here today is that we're never actually stuck. What's happening is a change has been initiated and change by definition requires an ending of something. And most of us are reluctant to face our endings because we can't yet see the new beginning. This is why in my masterclass I say it's important to do the internal work before the external work because if you were to be stuck and you were to immediately look for an external fix or solution without understanding what is happening internally, it is very likely that you will just repeat the situation and end up stuck again, end up stuck back in the same position that you currently find yourself in. Because if we don't understand our hidden motivations, why we've chosen to do things, why we've ended up in the situations that we're in, then we're bound to repeat them. Granted, it may be with a different person, it may be in a different position. All the external may look differently, but the energetic underneath is the same. So internal work is always required before external change. If you want the external change to be a lasting, fulfilling solution. So you're stuck. What do you do? Well, the worst thing is to do nothing. But the second worst thing is to go straight to the external solution and try to immediately repair, fix, solve, pivot into something without understanding what lies beneath all that's happening. So I used to feel stuck all the time. Stuck, blocked, irritated, frustrated, annoyed, not understanding why things kept repeating, not understanding why things were happening, feeling like the world was nothing but suffering, feeling hopeless, despondent, angry, frustrated, feeling like I was being beat up, like I was unlucky. And that is when I was trying to make mostly external change. Granted, I was in therapy every week. I was doing a little bit of journaling. I was doing some meditating. But that is not the work to which I am alluding. Real work comes with deconstructing our particular situation, understanding the hidden motivations that is driving the situation we are in, and then reforming our beliefs, our thought constructs, our identity, who we think we are, setting ourselves up for success in the direction, the new direction that we're headed in. And so I've been through a lot of these spirals of transformation, a lot of these transformational seasons. And lately in the last week or two, I have found myself in one again. Now, what I've found with working with so many clients and giving them tools and guidance through periods of transformation is it presents differently for everyone. 
in terms of the feelings that come up, but there are some commonalities between them. One, number one, is disorientation. Whenever you leave something that feels familiar, whenever you come to a dead end and something is ending, there's always a disorientation because what has been can no longer be moving forward. The map that you've been following is suddenly dissolving. The ground that you have been walking on is suddenly changing terrain. And maybe you've been walking on that ground. Maybe you've been following that map for years and years and years. And so you have banked on it always being the same. And even though this has happened before and it's bound to happen again, whenever it happens, it never ceases to catch us off guard. The reason for this is called cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is when we have a belief construct stored in our subconscious mind, a perspective about this is the way the world is, this is the way the world works for me and for everybody. And suddenly, when we go through a big transformation, that perspective, that construct changes. But there is a space between the new and the old where we are unsure of everything. And that is the period of disorientation that you may find yourself in. It's certainly the period that I find myself in currently. Now, I know that this is cognitive dissonance. I know that a new belief, a new perspective, a new construct is forming, and the old one is dissolving. And whenever that happens, there's a feeling of disorientation. There can also be a feeling of panic that comes up of the nervous system getting triggered, of my body telling me something isn't safe here, something's not right, everything feels uneven. Again, because I know that this happens, I have plenty of tools. So I use these tools to calm my body. I know that I'm experiencing cognitive dissonance. I know that something is changing. I've been through this a million times. I've created a lot of different tools and methods for myself and for my clients. And so I use those to go through this period as quickly and painlessly as possible. And yet I also know that the disorientation and sometimes a little bit of pain, suffering, grief, a feeling of loss is natural and part of the human experience. And so I allow that in completely. I do what I need to do to move those emotions through my body comfortably. Now, if you're thinking, I don't know how to do that comfortably. I don't know how to feel grief. I don't know how to feel loss. I don't know how to feel anger or frustration comfortably. I'm I'm with you. I know what that feels like because I used to be there too. And in fact, that's why I've created all the tools and methods that I have to feel feelings comfortably because it used to be a real a real struggle for me too. Now, something that often happens during deeper transformative periods, the shift from feeling stuck into breaking free is a redefining of who we are, of our identity. Sometimes it requires a redefining. Almost always to some degree, sometimes it's a small degree and sometimes it's to a larger degree. But You know, what's happening with me currently, personally, is that there's something big happening with my identity, a loosening, a loosening of the way that I used to define me. And also, I feel like a redefining of what it is 
that I'm doing here, what it is that I'm trying to do, the services that I am providing, sort of my core why. Right now, as a part of the work that I'm doing is I'm working on a module for a group of clients of mine that are going through my workshop called Your Life's Work. And Your Life's Work is a workshop that helps you to redefine the work that you do in the world, redefine your identity and your values, help you really clarify what will make my life feel meaningful and worth living. Sometimes that requires a career shift or a change. Sometimes it just requires an internal shift or a change. So everybody that's in this workshop has a pretty defined career, but they're looking for something deeper. They're looking for more fulfillment. They're looking to shift from the hustle into the flow. They're looking to cultivate a life that is deeply meaningful and worth living. One where they do have clarity, one where they don't feel stuck, one where they know their purpose, their meaning, and they're pursuing it whole fucking heartedly, which is an amazing, beautiful thing. And I think something that everybody in the world should be doing. Because why not? If you don't feel deeply lit up by the work you're doing in the world, why not shift into something that is more meaningful to you? And there's a ton of buts there. Well, I can't because I have loans, because I don't have the money, because I'm stuck in this situation. Yeah, we work through all those too. We work through all of those reasons and we help you get beyond them. So as I'm working through this module that I'm writing for them, it's going to be an added module to your life's work. It's all about finding your why. And the workshop as a whole is doing that. The workshop's already going like 100 layers deep, and this is just going to go 101. And in this module, as I'm writing it, I've been thinking a lot about my why. Because when you can clarify the why of kind of your purpose and identity, but also the work that you're doing, it clarifies a million other things downstream. It helps you discern where you want to put your energy, what you want to be doing, the purpose that you want to stand behind, the impact that you want to make worldwide or, you know, however, however far your reach with the work that you're doing. And as I've been doing this, I've been noticing something interesting, which is that to really get clear on my why and to be of even deeper service to more and more people, I have to get out of the way. I have to, in a way, in a sense, dissolve the vanity, the need to be seen in a certain way, the need to be understood. Because at the end of the day, we all have a million sides to us, don't we? You are not just daughter. You are not just mother. You are not just son. You are not just father. You are not just brother. You are not just friend. You are not just a doctor, a worker. You are so many things. And it's just, it's honestly impossible to think that people can see us in our entirety. But we can. We can see and hold our own power and strength and voice and beauty within. We can see all of ourselves. And in fact, 
That is our job. And when you can do this really thoroughly, when you can see your own magnificence, it becomes less and less important that other people see you with so much clarity. And so as I've been loosening my grip on this desire for people to see me in certain ways, I've been finding that as I loosen that grip, other things are opening up to me. The capacity to be of greater service to other people in the world because I'm thinking less and less and less about me and how I'm being perceived and if I'm being accepted or rejected and what people are seeing about me and how people are judging me. And it's just getting to the point where it all just feels kind of silly. Because you know what's more important than how I'm being perceived? What's more important to me is how you are transforming, is how my work, the words that I'm speaking, the things that I'm doing in the world are shifting and moving and awakening you and more than anything else, empowering you to be you, empowering you to step into your truth empowering you to realize that the only person that can make a change and save yourself is you. So regardless of how I might be perceived, if you are finding value in the work that I'm doing, then I'm winning. And so as I go through this shift and this change and I'm releasing and releasing more things that I thought that I needed and replacing them with things that are more deep and lasting and true, I'm realizing that the most important thing to me is to empower you. Because if I'm being honest, thinking back to the younger versions of me, that's what I needed too. I needed someone to empower me. I needed someone to step into my room when I was an adolescent and tell me that I wasn't alone and that I was strong. I needed someone to come into my life in my teenage years and tell me that I actually do have autonomy, that I should get to choose what I do and don't do, that I should be able to examine my life, that I should be able to have an autonomous personality separate from what other people wanted me to do, that I should be able to really think about what I want to do in my life and choose that I should have people in my life that support my choices, no matter what it is that I'm choosing. That indeed my life is not chaos and trials and tribulations and nothing but suffering. That my life doesn't have to be full of anxiety. That I don't have to feel stuck all the time. That I don't have to wait for someone to save me. That I don't have to cross my fingers and hope that things get better. That I don't have to just pray on my knees for this God to come in and totally transform my life. Because guess what? The way to transforming is through you. Is for you to step up. Make a decision. Do something differently. And whatever you believe in, God, the universe, spirit, essence, magic, whatever it may be, that will uphold you as you move. But what I am not about, what confused me was thinking that I had to be in that waiting, 
thinking that I had to stay there still and wait for someone to save me, thinking that I couldn't choose. Now, was I aware of this consciously? Was I aware that I wasn't really making decisions to shift things, that I wasn't relying on myself and my own power to create a new reality? No, of course not. I thought that I thought that I was powerful. I thought that I thought I could save myself. But I wasn't acting that way because I felt stuck. I had anxiety every single day. And the thing was, deep down, deep, deep down, I didn't actually believe that things could change. And when you question if things can actually change, because life has never been anything but hard for you, then you oftentimes will not take the step that's required to actually change things for you. So if this is you, let me just say something to you, because when I say it to you, I'm saying it to me. I'm saying it to this past version of me. I'm saying it to the me that was broken down on the ground, crying. I'm saying it to the me that had panic attacks nonstop, that had flashbacks and PTSD. I'm saying it to me that was in the recovery room from so many surgeries, from all the chaos and the drama that was occurring in my life. I'm saying it to each version of me as I am saying it to you. You have the power to choose. You have the power to do literally anything that you want to. If you're wondering how, the first step is making a commitment to do something. And then the second step is to follow wherever your heart leads you. My heart led me to mentors, to practitioners, to coaches, to books, to programs, to podcasts, sometimes to music, to people, to new cities, to new situations. It has led me to this moment of feeling the most empowered that I ever have in my life with this deep, deep burning passion to now empower you. If you follow your heart and your intuition, it will show you what to do. You know, as I've been going through my past couple of launches for my programs, I've met on the phone with a lot of people and a lot of these really amazing people, I literally haven't talked to one person that's not amazing. Okay, so if I talk to you on the phone, hello, thank you, I love you, you're amazing. You're amazing. But there's this interesting thing that I've noticed where a lot of top performers, and if you're, again, if you're listening to this podcast, that's you, and you're a top performer because you have a driving force, a motivation within you to achieve, to be something amazing, great. It doesn't matter what external successes, quote, successes you have to show for it. When I talk about high performance, top performance, I'm talking about the energy within you, the energy of a top performer. So I'm on the phone with all of these amazing people. And there's this interesting phenomenon that I see, which is people are really good at talking themselves out of things. I can tell within one to two minutes of being on a call with somebody what their heart wants to do, because it's written all over them. 
But a lot of times they're in this cognitive dissonance where there is a fight going on between their heart slash intuition and their overthinking mind. And their overthinking mind is doing nothing but trying to keep them right where they are. The reason your overthinking mind is going to keep you stuck every single fucking time is because your overthinking mind is only concerned about keeping you alive. And it knows that even if you're suffering, even if you're miserable, even if you feel stuck, you're alive. You're alive where you are right now today. And that's all it cares about. So if you want to make a change, the overthinking mind doesn't know if the change is safe because your overthinking mind is essentially like a two-year-old and it's making really black and white decisions and it's saying, well, we're safe here, i.e. we're alive. So even if you're miserable, it doesn't matter because my main priority as your overthinking mind is to keep you alive. So if you want to make a change, guess what? That's not safe. So I'm going to trigger the ever-living shit out of you so that you don't make a change. This is what's happening in your overthinking mind. You think that your overthinking mind is just giving you bits and pieces of logic. Why is your heart telling you to do something different then? And do you trust your heart? Do you trust your intuition at all? At the end of the day, pretty much everybody that I'm on a call with, I tell them, listen, only you can choose. Only you know what's best for you. If your heart, your intuition is guiding you to sign up, to get tools, to find clarity, to eliminate anxiety, to find your life's work, whatever it may be, then I suggest you follow your heart and your intuition. Is that going to require a leap on your end? Absolutely. Change always does. That's why it's not easy. And yet there is so much beauty and payoff on the other side. Sometimes the heart and the intuition wins. Sometimes you make the change, or in the case of these people that I'm on the phone with, they sign up, they get tools, they find relief, their life changes. And these workshops of mine have been refined and refined and refined. And what I want is for them to feel change in the first week, to feel relief in the first week. And that is what 99% of the people that work with me find. In your case, depending on whatever situation that you're in, whatever your heart or your intuition is leading you to is leading you to that very thing for a reason. This is the core essence of cognitive dissonance is that your heart knows the reason why, but your overthinking mind can't yet see the reason. Your overthinking mind is stuck in the old. Your heart is leading you to the new. You will always, 100% of the time, be able to look back after following your heart, your intuition, and see why. But you will very rarely, if ever, see why before taking the leap. So if you think to yourself, yeah, I know I need a change, but I'm just not ready. Will you ever be? (laughs) I mean, really? When are people ready for change? I mean, sometimes you feel like you'd rather die than not change. Sometimes the pain becomes so great that it surpasses the fear of change. And you finally let go. You make a quick decision. You take that jump. You release. 
And a lot of times that's just how people make changes. They wait until the suffering is so great that there's, they just can't take it a moment longer and then they finally make a change. It doesn't have to be that way, friends. Even if you're feeling just a slight tinge of dis-ease, if, even if you're your roadblock, your obstacle, your stop sign, your dead end is slight, you can make that change. You don't have to get to the point of being at rock bottom to change things. Because if you know what's happening, which you do now that you've listened to this episode, if you feel stuck, it's because something is ending. Now, you know, in the beginning of the episode, I said, the way to move through this phase is to make the internal change first. And that's what I'm talking about here. When it comes to what your heart, what your intuition is leading you to, but there are all different avenues for cultivating the internal change. My heart led me to therapy. It led me to different mentors, different practitioners, different coaches, different workshops, different books, different podcasts. These were all in service of my internal expansion. Because what happens is when you change internally first, when you allow the change to take place, when you say, okay, I'm stuck. What's happening? I need to make a change. How can I make an internal change first so that it makes the external more clear, more easy as I go forward? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then feel free to reach out to me and ask me or sign up for one of my workshops or just inquire. And I would love to chat more with you because you know what? I was where you are. I mean, if I had heard this podcast episode 20 years ago, I'm not so certain that I would have known what I was talking about either. But we need a way to move through the ending, to find clarity, to release what's no longer serving us, and to move forward into something that is more expanding. And that's what I'm here to empower you to do, whether it be through my Instagram, through this podcast, or through coaching or my workshops. I'm here to help you see your own power to change things, to redefine what it means to be happy, to have a deeply fulfilling, lit up, amazing life, to do work that means something deeply to you, to escape a world of suffering, to eliminate anxiety, to get unstuck pretty much permanently. Because here's the thing, when you know what's happening, when you come to a dead end, when you get stuck, and you find tools to not have to stay there very long, then guess what never happens again? Lately, I know that something is ending. And if I didn't have the tools that I do, I might think that I was stuck on something. But I know better. I know that I am just being reoriented. I know that I am being guided to release something. I know that something else is coming through, something bigger and better. I know that I'm releasing more of me so that I can be here for more of you. And by the way, that is not in like a self-deprecating, oh, I'm not worthy way like I used to be. I mean, I grew up in evangelical Christianity feeling like I needed to be everyone's savior and that I was the fucking scum of the earth and that I was broken and not worthy of anything and that I needed to put all my own personal needs aside to serve others. No. 
What I am talking about now is I am so good at meeting all of my own needs. I am so good at fulfilling my own desires. I am so good at loving myself, seeing myself, making sure that I am receiving everything that I need, making sure that I am boundaried, making sure that I only allow the people that make me feel the best into my life because I am already deeply fulfilled and because I know that I am wonderful and amazing and strong and powerful, I can use some of that power to now serve and empower you. Do you see the distinction? Because previously in my life, that is not something that I could see. So friends, I guess I just wanted to share this with you today because, well, I don't know. Uh, my heart was telling me to. <laughs> And so I just turned on the mic. It's been a while since I re really recorded a podcast episode. And I just wanted to say, hey, here I am. I'm in the I'm in the fucking thick of it. It's an emotional roller coaster. Some days I feel empowered. A lot of days I just feel exhausted. Because when you're going through a deep, profound change at a cellular level, it is exhausting. Because you're releasing something. And there's a part of you that isn't sure about releasing that thing. And as many times as I've done it, that still comes up for me. But I'm moving through it every time more and more easily. And I'm excited for what's coming. I'm excited for the expansion that I'm already tapping into. I'm excited because I know that after this phase, after this transformation, that I will be connected to more of you, that I will have the capacity to serve more of you, that I will be empowering more of you, and that I will be less and less and less concerned about how I am being received. And there's really nothing more liberating than not worrying about what people think of you. You guys, if this episode resonated with you and your heart is calling you to reach out to me, then I challenge you to honor yourself and follow what your heart is telling you. I'm going to put a link to my email in the show notes so that you can email me directly and we can chat about how, how I might be of service to you. If your heart is telling you to do something, maybe as you've been listening, there's something that's popped into your mind and you're like, oh, I should do that thing. I think that's what my heart's telling me to do. Then just do it because here's the thing. When we're at a dead end, when we're in the middle of a shift or a change, if we don't take action, it's only going to get harder. It's only going to feel worse. The suffering's only going to increase. So the sooner you move, the sooner you break free. And that's what I want for you. And I would venture a guess that that's what you want for you too. As always, thank you for being here. From my heart to yours, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time be so, so very well, my friends.